The first half of this calendar year is over, and record-sized losses for many is now becoming the norm. It's 4th of July holiday weekend in the USA, and I hope you bullion bulls out there are keeping long-term perspective, either fully positioned by now and or adding on this latest price weakness if you are not fully positioned yet. This week, we're going to review where we are in historical financial market context in terms of losses ongoing. We're also going to look back at damning data from today, showing that we are already in an economic recession. We'll also look at where many of you think things are headed, specifically for silver and gold in the near term. And we're, of course, going to look at other important bullion-related information for the week. Hello there. On behalf of SDBullion.com, this is James Anderson with a quick SDBullion market update. Before we go further, please smash the like button so other sound money stackers can also see this content. And be sure to subscribe to our SD Bullion channel so you can get our latest market coverages and also a chance at winning incredible bullion giveaways like this one. Get ready for SD Bullion's Monster Box Sweepstakes that includes 500 Silver Eagles. You could be the next lucky recipient of a phone call like this. This is Dr. Tyler Wall, CEO of SD Bullion. Well, I'm calling you to let you know that you won the SD Bullion giveaway of a monster box of Silver Eagles. So click the link below for your chance to win. Click the link below to enter our new 500-ounce American Silver Eagle coin Type 2 giveaway contest. And good luck to all of you who take part. Silver and gold spot prices increasingly sold off throughout this week's trading. The spot silver price slipped below 20 an ounce for most of today Friday. More on that in a minute. The spot gold price also briefly fell below the important psychological 1,800-ounce level, but it rallied to close in the low 1,800s per ounce to finish this week. The gold-silver ratio climbed, as it technically recently looked like it was bound to, blasting higher into the low 90s to finish this week's weakness in monetary metals price action. In terms of where to next for silver and gold, with the recession almost now officially admitted in the United States, it's hard not to argue lower for a bit longer. How long? How low? Today I did an unscientific Twitter poll of over 100 silver stackers who follow me, and their answers are split along these support lines for silver spot price to come. Granted, this poll was taken today, so a bearish manic depressive silver vote may have overwhelmed the data downwards. And of course, no one knows. Where bottoms might be found, it's only later, well later, looking backwards that people can point to a bottom. But the bottom line for now and this holiday weekend is that the silver bullion summer sale at SD Bullion is kicking off this holiday weekend with a nice low premium silver bullion bar offering. And unlike normal weekly SD Bullion market updates, I feel it's my duty to remind potential bullion buyers out there to take advantage while these silver supplies last. If you were here during the spot price crash in March and April of 2020, you'll likely recall a low of near 12 spot for silver, yet at the same time silver bullion inventories worldwide were next to impossible to find anywhere near perhaps even below 20 an ounce. The demand simply overwhelmed what was available. Turning to the escalating gold-silver ratio and over a hundred of my Twitter followers takes from today, technically it looks like the gold-silver ratio might climb higher towards a hundred not too long from now. And one might expect gold to outperform silver in a recessionary deflation and financial market meltdown further to come. Also, if there's any black swans like bank failures and our financial contagion worldwide, all bets are basically off on how high the paper GSR can diverge from the physical bullion GSR. But again, back to this falling knife analogy, 
It's better to dollar cost average bullion buying while available reasonable premiums are at hand than trying to time things that we don't know for certain to come. Moving on to the U.S. recession likely already underway, yesterday the Atlanta Fed made news switching their once lightly positive GDP for quarter two from 0.3 to a negative 1% contraction in economic growth. Then today, they made more headlines as that figure was updated, falling further to negative 2.1%. Now, we still have to live through about a month of nonsense arguments of whether or not we are officially in recession in the United States at the moment. By the time it becomes official, expect disorderly sell-offs in financial markets might ensue, which may eventually force the fiat Fed pivot that many believe is inevitable. Now, speaking of QE or quantitative easing, it's a polite way of saying fiat currency creation to support a failing fiat financial system. The nation that invented this ill thought out policy to QEing and then ultimately monetizing its own debt in order to keep yield curve control on its sovereign bond market, the Bank of Japan now owns more than half of its entire IOU market, spending about 80 billion fiat US dollar equivalent in just one week recently in order to keep its financial system from falling apart. You can see the level of escalation if you squint at the top right of this chart, the fiat Japanese bond market monetization process, and think of it in a figurative way of a snake eating its own tail. Well, it's now gone to the next level. Once again, let's have a hard gander at the gold and silver fiat Japanese price chart covering this full fiat currency era spanning roughly 50 years time. You can see the gold yen chart on the left and technically to me it says higher and to the right for much longer into the future. And then you look to the right and you can see the still depressed silver yen chart, which basically says silver in yen terms still needs to move more than four multiples just to reach its seemingly ancient 1980 high. If over the long haul silver follows and outperforms gold eventually in a bullion bull market, well, I think you get the idea of what potential awaits silver in the land of the rising sun. Swinging over to the EU, underreported price inflation in that major economic zone has now climbed to 8.6%, akin to the last time the USA underreported its ongoing price inflation running amok. Apparently, to retain any credibility, uh, the EU's central bank head, Christine Lagarde, is now admitting that secular inflation is the new normal. Turning to the U.S. bond market, which just put in the worst first half of a year since 1788, I don't think this is going to be the final time we get to say that either this decade. Happy birthday, USA bondholders. A similar story using global government bond performance data. You have to go back to 1865, that's U.S. Civil War times, to find global bonds performing this poorly in the first half of a year. Also note the other times on this chart revolving around major world wars and or secular changes in monetary and financial structural systems and rules and orders. Basically, all major financial market asset classes are performing about as bad as they ever have during the past 40-odd years, at least since the post-1980 fiat financialization era. In real terms, I suggest we're only just starting this painful trend. Looking at the U.S. stock market's first half of the year, a sea of red for most stocks is the norm, especially outside of the commodity sector. Supposedly, after terrible first halves, the U.S. stock market performs better in the second half of the years for about half of the year's data. But like I said, no one knows how the second half is going to turn out. It could be worse than the first. 
What we do know is the 60% bond and 40% stock investing crowd is going to have to change their thinking, or at least they'll have to change it if this keeps up or they'll lose their careers. One final data performance chart we're gonna look at is the Bloomberg Commodity Index, measuring how it's performed throughout this full fiat currency era. There's been a marked sell-off in commodities lately, and aside from still somewhat strong crude oil of late, base metals and other commodities have had strong sell-offs. Most of this data that we've just looked at appears to be pricing in recession, not later, but now, and a massive recession. Turning to the precious metals market to close this week's update, JP Morgan, Citibank, Bank of America, and Goldman Sachs made headlines this week. And it wasn't the recent call by some Goldman Sachs Yak employees that gold is headed to 2,500 before the year ends, 2022. No, it was the USA's Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. I would call them the Office of the Comptroller of the Fiat Currency, that being more precise. Anyways, they uh, made big, more accurate accounting admissions this past week. Apparently, beginning in the year 2022, the major commercial mega banks are no longer allowed to leave their gold derivative books uh, unaccounted for and off in unreported exchange derivative piles. Rather, they now have to report how many gold derivatives they hold in gold-related futures and options derivatives. So they added an additional more than $400 billion to the total here. Uh, than they admitted prior in Q4 2021, back when they only admitted silver, platinum, and palladium futures and options they had been carrying on their books. The largest 2008 bailout zombie, Citibank, and JP Morgan alone hold for over 90% of all precious metals derivative leverage in the USA. Of course, the offshore leverage in London and throughout Europe is arguably worse how long bank-assisted precious metals value suppression can endure using derivatives, impossible to say, of course. At the very least, people paying attention to financial matters are finally beginning to be exposed to the damning leverage price suppression data as it is. What's reportable for now is that the registered comics silver pile continues falling precipitously, now at only 69 million ounces. That's well over half what it was when the Q1 2021 silver squeeze kicked off. Here's a longer look backwards of where this data fits in versus silver spot price runs prior. It looks like many past silver spot price runs kicked off once comics registered silver ounces dipped below 50 million ounces. So at this current pace that we've been on the last few years, perhaps we'll get down to those lower 50 million ounce levels later on this year. To wrap it up, especially for my long stacking, suffering silver bullion bulls out there. It's been a long, long road, but recession is arriving again. And with it, new financial positioning to come and many financial positioning will be expecting fiat financial power pivots and more quantitative easing yet again. Take advantage of the price dips in commodities and especially in the precious metals markets while they last. That's all for this week. Have a spectacular 4th of July holiday weekend, US viewers out there. And as always to everyone, take great care of yourselves and those you love.
If you enjoyed this content, be sure to give our video a thumbs up. To keep getting bullion related news and industry insights, be sure to subscribe to our channel. And finally, hit that alert button so you know when we publish fresh content. Thank you.